Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecu. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame, and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hi, lovely cats. We've got a gorgeous episode of Hoovering here for you, which was recorded back in October, actually, when I was lucky enough to go for breakfast in real life at the house of none other than huge rising, in fact, risen now, star of the food world, Melissa Thompson, also known as Foul Mouths Food. We waited to release this so that we could also shout out that she's got a book coming out. So there we have it. She's writing a bloody book, a recipe book. (laughs) There's no way on earth that it won't be delicious. Um, Thanks for being a hoovering listener. Can you tell every other stinker about the podcast? Tell everyone who eats, because I think they're the ones who are bound to like it. Rate a review and subscribe to the podcast. That would do me a huge favour. And thanks so much if you came to see Hoovering live in Leicester at the Comedy Festival last weekend. Streamed, or even more so for real, thank you for coming. What an absolute gas it was um i will release it as a podcast at some point as an episode but um yeah i mean it was really funny um it was chicks from uh, the finalist from the last series of bake-off and uh, comedian my friend jen brister uh, and we had pizza party and pizzas peter pizzeria it's this place is called it's a weird name i have to say i, I mean it was flipping delish i had this pizza that had like i wasn't meant to tell you this now anyway i've just made me think about it again and my mouth just cried. Um, it had pistachios, truffle oil, I know, and then like uh, ricotta and mozzarella. Fuck, you know. Anyway, thanks for coming. Um, you made it great if you're in the audience for that and you're going to, all of you, really enjoy listening to that at some point as a finished episode. It's really um, sparked, it really sparked joy and made me want to do more live shows. So consider that on my list of things to arrange. Um, If you love this podcast and have spare money, um, you can support it financially. Go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod. Most of my patrons got uh, discount tickets for, uh, or or even free tickets to these live shows that I've just been wanging on about. And they also, all of them get guest recipes. And for some of them, I've just released a totally exclusive whole hoovering fourth birthday party episode with incredible guests from last year who I invited back for a party. Um, 
um, including Fatiha Al Ghori, off of the Jonathan Ross Show, and Siobhan McSweeney, off of the great Pottery Throwdown and Derry Girls. Anyway, that is just for some of my patrons for ages, actually, before that one goes public. That's cool, isn't it? Um, and that's another particularly lush episode. Right. Um, last thing to wang on about is that um, you are so welcome to come and see me do stand-up. I'm putting together the beginnings of a new show called Wench, and I'm previewing it all over the shop from London to Wells to Wales. Um, links to where you can get tickets to that and everything um, interesting we, we mentioned in this podcast coming up, as ever, are in the podcast notes wherever you got this podcast from. Let's have this lovely episode then, shall we? As I said, I had the privilege of being cooked for by Melissa. No brunch, actually. Um, Potentially the best meal. Oh, God. Just preparing to say about what we ate. My mouth... Maybe I'm peckish as I'm recording this. I just remember the merguez sausages we had and everything else she cooked, this sweet corn. Oh, God. Uh, It was months ago now, and the memory alone is giving me mouth tears. Melissa and I actually live really close to one another in real life, so I cycled over for breakfast. Lucky me. Let's go. Oh yes, I'm sorry. I'm, oh I've got a really low um, salt mm. um, tolerance, so please don't feel... Um, oh, really? Uh, yeah, I don't like the food too salty mm. at all, so please crack on. Um, I'm a salt, absolutely salty, salty old sea dog. <laughs> yeah, I'm an absolute wrong one for it. This is that sweet corn fritter. Mm. <laughs> Thank you so much for cooking breakfast for all. us. Um, yeah, so we're both from Dorset. Mm-hmm. We both live in South East London. Mm-hmm. I mean, that in itself is just an absolute touch, isn't it? Maybe we should start a support group. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dorset survivors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I did, but you're from Weymouth, and um, I did like one of the wankiest things I've ever done there. I did like a foraging course on Weymouth Beach. Maybe it was Portland. Is there any other? Mm-hmm. And we like foraged a load of really fit seaweed mm. and um, samphire. Who was? It was called London Forage Company, I think, oh. ironically. So they were from up London, but. Well, I don't know if he is. He does park foragings in London, mm-hmm. but then he does. Um, all across, he must be based in Dorset as well, because he does like mushroom foraging in the autumn. It's not John Rice. Might be. <laughs> but I can't like, remember, um, it's a long time ago. He wears, okay, he wears glasses mm. and he had, um, I think he was like sort of maybe slightly boarding on mm-hmm. top and had like sort of grey hair. Yeah. And, and quite softly spoken. Yeah. But I mean, I, I feel like that's misdescribing <laughs> everything. Any person who knows <laughs> about mushroom and seaweed foraging. I can't imagine like a really blairy forager. I love the idea that there's like potentially. 50, or 50 older white dudes <laughs> called John who've got for, foraging companies. <laughs> Maybe. Could be. I can see it. Yeah, I can see it. This is so delish. I feel like, okay, so I'm doing a disservice not to um, talk through what we're eating here. Okay. And I finally made my microphones work as well, which is nice, but I'll keep the phone on as a backup. And um, thank you so much for making us brekkie. Not at all. There's tomatoes, roasted mm-hmm. tomatoes. Mm-hmm. With that thyme salt on them. Oh! Um, I really like thyme and tomatoes. And, um, mm. yeah, sweet corn fritters, but I sort of like toast the sweet corn a little bit beforehand. Mm. Um, and then some plantain. And then merguez sausages. Do you know the butchery? No. They're like round the corner. Oh, nice. Thing. And so it's run by Ruth and Nathan, and, and the merguez are Ruth's recipe, and they're, oh, just, they're so good. Wow. Oh my fucking god, they're so good. Do you like them? Mm. Well, that's an absolute game changer. I don't know how anyone who likes sausages could not like that. It's like, would you like a sausage? The taste of a thousand sausages in one sausage. <laughs> it's like the most levelled up sausage of all time. Crazy, isn't it? She's nailed that. Mm, mm. It's a little, that little heat, that background heat. Yes. I live for that shit. Because I think with lamb, mm. like I don't really like lamb burgers and stuff because I think they just, um, I don't know, for some reason they just lose a lot of moisture. Yeah. I think these just... I can't remember the last time I ever attempted to eat one, a lamb mm. burger. They've sort of fallen off the radar a little bit, haven't mm. they, the old lamb burger? Yeah, I think it's one of those things that people try to push and then finally they sort of realise that they're just not as good as a beef burger. So no. They sort of... <laughs> yeah, should we stop doing that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Save them for the koftas and the nergus <laughs> sausages. Um, you can really taste the toasty, the toasty, toastiness in the sweet corn. Oh, good. I've got really into sweet corn at the moment. Also, this plantain's fit. How do you I managed. Like it? I managed. Do you like to, sweet corn. Um, I like it in so many ways. I like it. 
on the cob mm-hmm. with loads of butter. Mm-hmm. Um, barbecued, ideally. Yeah, yeah. And then, oh, what other ways? Oh, my partner's really like, obs- there's never not a half, you know, halfway through to a sweet corn okay. in the fridge. I feel like sweet corn enters my life in a number of ways. <laughs> but I really love it. I'm I love that, oh, it's going to sound that most stupid thing. I worry that it's going to sound that stupid. But I just love the sweetness of it. Yeah. Like I'm quite, I'm such a savoury head that actually, I think when I can get my kind of, that's like for me, as close as I get to, Desiring a pudding, yes, okay, a okay. sweet vegetable. Yeah. I've always thought about making like trying to. In fact, I should just do it like making sweet corn ice cream, which I think wow, that's, that's a great idea. Right, wouldn't it? We're not far from on a road, which had you must have been. To, is it still there? Le Quers, is that what it's called? Um, the Italian, yeah, was it like Le Quercio? Yeah, that'll yeah, be right. That'll be, so. yeah. <laughs> that'll be the one. <laughs> I've already explained that I'm from Dorset, so apologies for my <laughs> <laughs> not being able to say Le Quercio, Italian restaurant that's got um. I haven't been for years and years and years, but it did used to have amazing homemade ice cream in there. Oh. And they mix it up flavours-wise. Okay. The garlic. and But their their speciality is their chilli ice cream in there. And it's really lovely. No it's not way. a sorbet, it's creamy. and then But the chilli's just, just there. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, ooh, ooh, ooh she's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really splendid. I've only been there once. I, I, I did really like it. I really like it because it's family run, isn't it? I really yeah. like people there. Yeah, there's loads of good restaurants around here. It's, I assume it's not a coincidence that you've chosen to live surrounded by some of South East London's snazziest. No, the reason we came to live here, so I lived in, um, I came from East London, mm. and Kate, my partner, was actually working in Eastbourne, um, and then came up, but we, because she might have had to, like, she works in, like, hospitals, so she might okay. have had to go to work in Kent. Oh, wow. And I worked in Canary Wharf at the time. Um, so Little Brown. Thought, yeah. Uh, and, um, awesome. and, and so that's why we ended up here. So it was, it was actually by luck, but um, okay. I'm really happy that it happened. Yay! I love it, I love it too. Yeah, I, do, I think it's, like, one of London's best-kept secrets. Oh, definitely. Sort of, like, green and awesome and friendly. Yes. And, like... And, and everyone who lives and elsewhere... welcoming, and, like, there's no... I don't think anybody feels like this isn't, like... Oh, we were talking briefly about like also not feeling like ever feel fully at home. Yes, yes. I, I just feel like South East London has its arms open to anyone yes, and everyone. Yes, yeah, and really creative. Yeah, it's like, it's like we're all kind of creative. Definitely. Um, yeah. I think the best description I've ever had. I mean, this is when we first kind of moved here. We got here in 2012, and someone yeah. was like, "Oh, it feels like it's going somewhere, but it's not really there yet." And yeah. just and I feel like it, there is this. Um, I don't know, I think some areas of London are just quite smug in their greatness. Oh, yeah. Um, and I don't think South East, or maybe, I, mean, mm. I don't know, maybe we sound quite smug. <laughs> yeah, we sound a little bit smug, my That's why we can't say it, because we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think you're allowed to sound smug when you know where the place you live is the underdog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it just yeah. is. Mm. Like, mm. and it won't be, it won't always be, I think, because everyone's, well, everyone's always bloody like, Captain Ronald. South East London, oh, well, that's so far away. Mm. It's the clinch of a me where you know it's still the underdog is um, so I've got a kid who's just turned six and um, I haven't got any I made all of these friends when I was pregnant and um, I haven't got any left that still live in London and you're like oh okay so we met because we were all local to right here and not one of them has risked sending their kid to a primary school in South East London really? what? and these aren't like I don't know you know they're not like people who work in I don't Yeah, these are like teachers and social workers and yeah. And like, oh well. fuck me, if you even you're not risking sending your kid to school in Catford, so then you're like, Well, okay then, there's still some perception wise still some work to do. Oh what a shame. I think a real shame. I really love it. I feel really proud to have stuck around. Mm. Um and intend to. In even to secondary school. But anyway, I digress. But that shit blows my mind when people think that far ahead anyway. Well, we um, actually, we were oh, um, I went to a um primary school to have a look around for our daughter and yeah. went to another one at the same time. Yeah. Um, which is quite exciting. Mm. Life comes at you fast, doesn't it? Mm. It's terrifying. Those tours are a head fuck. I got some stand up out of them. Oh, really? And it fascinating. <laughs> so interesting. It's pre pandemic. But yeah, um, just the behaviour of the other parents in that situation more than the school. I felt like almost every single primary school I looked at, a bit further up towards Catford, but we had like 10 to look at, so many, were lovely. Super, super lovely. Yeah. There's some smashers around here, anyway. Yeah, really good. Yeah. And it was quite funny because Kate, um, she came back and she's um, we were comparing notes about actually how the other parents. Like I felt all my parents were quite, you know, on a level. And then there yeah. were some people who wanted to ask more questions, but kind of kindly said, "I, I do want to ask more questions, but I don't want to hold everyone else up." So that's half nice. There. So I, I felt like all my questions would be yeah. like, uh, answered. I mean, I just um, want to know about the lunch. <laughs> <laughs> that's like my 
what? I was like, um, can you tell me what they'll have for lunch? And are you really nice about gay parents? It's <laughs> basically like, how are you finding it your new curriculum for relationships? Can education is being received by the other parents here? <laughs> yeah, that was like my two questions. It's important. Mm-hmm. And, and representation. Yeah, like obviously yeah. kind of, and I know, so the school I went to, I mm-hmm. felt like it ticks it, and also it's closer. Yeah. Um, but Kate said that one of the parents um, asked a question that she felt it, um, suggested that their child was quite gifted. And, and, um, and, and That's it. happened to me on every tour. Really? I think. And then they go, oh, fuck me, I think I'm maybe overly grounded enough where I am of my child's deep imperfection. <laughs> Yeah, a woman literally asked, I want to know how you're going to cope if it turns out my child is extremely academically gifted. And she essentially was asking them to promise that they'd transfer them to a a better school. And they were like, we would never recommend moving school. We just try and meet all the children's needs and, you know, push all children to itself. Oh, it's crazy, isn't it? You yeah. can't tell, um, like, who, right, sort of, I don't know, who's just going to turn into a trap. Yeah. <laughs> the parent. Yeah, totally. Um, anyway, I digress. I want to talk about, well, foul-mouthed food. Mm-hmm. I want to know everything about it. I want to know where it's begun. From journalism into food, mm-hmm. for you. Even where the name comes from. Mm-hmm. Everything, really. Origin story. Okay, so basically... Um, this is so young. I was working at um, working at a, a, a newspaper, and yeah. um, and, and I sort of I, I loved it. My first went into it. I really liked journalism. I think you know, I kind of thought that I was really going to be able to help people, and um, and then I ended up like not liking it a lot less. Like the paper I was at, it was a national newspaper, left leaning, but actually it was just the same as everyone else. Yeah, just you know, had sort of smaller pockets and. And um, and so and so it became quite difficult to do your job. When I, when I stopped believing in, in in it, it's quite hard to say to someone, "Talk to me," because I'm going to give you a voice when you don't necessarily trust. Yeah, you know, the people up the chain. Yeah, what they're going to sure. do with that story if someone if someone entrusts it to you. Um, and then I um, so my sister in law is um, Japanese, and she um, made um, a karaoke chicken, like Japanese fried chicken. Yeah. Right? And um, and I became obsessed, and I started making it all the time for my <laughs> friends. I like, literally every weekend. And, right. um, I'd go to my mate who lived in, in Hackwick and um, and we'd get together and I'd make it and I was like, it's getting a bit ridiculous now. Like I, I need to get people to pay me to make it. Yeah. Um, and then there was a course, I saw a course being advertised about starting your own supper club. So I just, on a whim, wow. I just booked onto it. And, um, and I was like, okay, fine. And it's quite like, it's got, so I think about, I, I'm a massive overthinker. So this right. was quite an impromptu, right, let's just do it. Let's don't think about it. Amazing. Amazing. And then, um, and then that was it. And I, I, we had like friends and family ones. So this is on our, where we used to live. So you like yeah. put the furniture to the sides and stuff like that. Um, and then we had maximum of sixteen people. And then it started to get like yeah, because it was strangers. Yeah. Sort of after that, booking on it was crazy. <gasps> I um, love it. That must be so weird. The first time it's strangers, you'd be like, oh, the oh whole, my yeah, god. Every I can imagine time. being very nervous. Oh god, so nervous. Like every single yeah. time when the doorbell rang, <gasps> oh, oh god, here we go. And then, and then I would just be like buzzing. It was really good fun. Sure. Surely anyone who's going to go to any event like that, though, is going to be like into their eating and yeah. like, there to have a great time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was really nice. I it love was just it. like people just kind of getting on, sort of sitting on communal tables and stuff. It was mm. really cool. Kate, bless her. Like, um, you know, Kate, I mean, Kate, Kate's job is very busy, but she, yeah. she would help me. Um, oh, I love it. Um, in the kitchen. And then like my mate, um, the, in fact, the Hackney Wick um, person, um, she said she would do front of house. She was really good at like sort of that. So it was like the three of us. And then it got like bigger. So I started like taking over um, pop-up spaces. So it might be like 30 people and stuff like that. I take off time from my work. And then I, and then I actually found, and so the reason it was called Foul Mouths is because I needed a name. And yeah. um, and then, because it was like based around karage chicken. Yeah. And someone who I worked with was like, well, Foul Mouths, because it's Foul Mouths with a W. Amazing. And I was like, and then, um, yeah, I started doing pop-up spaces. And actually, it turned out that people, like one of my bosses um, started asking questions, saying, like, do you think Melissa can... Because, like, you know, like, when you're doing that sort of journalism, like, you're meant yeah. to carry your passport around with you so you could be, like, sent somewhere. Um, really? And, and, I was, yeah, and I was, like, just completely disinterested mm. in, in doing it by that stage. And they were like, oh, do you think Melissa can really do this stuff club do you think it's going to interfere with her with her day job and actually for me it was like my kind of like it's what kind of kept me going because mm-hmm. I had this other thing on the side and then um, and then and then because of like the way that print journalism was going they kept on making redundancies and I remember one time I went to go and find out how much I'd be how much I'd get if I was yeah. to take voluntary redund- redundancy but it never feels like enough because it's so yeah, terrifying of I'm a massive scaredy cat right yeah <laughs> 
and then the next time it came around they made me redundant and so I was like oh my god and um, so I called Case she kept I went to go and catch she was in Camberwell so I went to go and have a coffee with her the shock of it I was like in tears from the shock of it oh pop it but I was like no but I was like alright this is it and I said to a bit bit exhilarating yeah yeah Yeah. because it was like right I've been kind of wanting this and I've been the fates kind of kicking you up the arse really wow and it was like the best thing the best thing that could have ever happened to me because um I said to like he was going to be my boss because yeah. I just took it like I mean there were so many like so many politics there and and they were like you know like a, 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 not very nice right yeah and um and, and I could have but I was just like no fuck that like fuck this I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go so I said to my, my who was now going to be my boss um because she was like well, what are you gonna do and I said well what do you want me to do and I was like well how about this I go home um and if you need me let me know um, yeah. and then I like really need me to do anything and so like for that month I basically just built my business I built my website and I Amazing. got business cards and stuff like this made up so that when I went in in journalism when you leave um, if you've been there for a while you get you get beaten out of the office where everyone like bangs right. on the desk and so it's like it's quite emotional yeah um, yeah because the, the, the noise that like, builds up as you're going and everyone's like banging oh. on the desk um, so like, that was going to happen to me so I basically gave all like my editors my business cards nice <laughs> nice like psychologically it was quite important for me and yeah. uh, and that was it and then I had like next a couple of days later I had my first like sort of supper club and then pop wow. up um, my, my first regular gig in St. David's Coffee House in, in Forest Hill oh nice so, oh nice yeah. um, and that was it really and then it just sort of yeah. built and built a bit and then I did that and then I did like sort of month long residencies and um, yeah. you know I didn't know what I was doing because doing like a supper club where you know where, where everyone's yeah. eating to go to like a la carte having an a la carte menu and stuff but um, like it, it did really well um, and then I got pregnant and I didn't really think I didn't realise how being pregnant would be yeah. being in a kitchen and I <laughs> Hated life. Like I right. felt sick all the time. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Took a month off. Never went back. Everything stings. Um, everything stings. Like I didn't. I hate that. The smell of soy sauce yeah. just made me gag. Oh like, no. Yeah. Yeah. There's quite a lot of soy yeah. sauce in that. Um, and the smell then of coffee would like ruin me. I really. Sunny. I love coffee to bits, but the smell of it for ages. I was like, yeah, it's yeah. horrible, isn't it? And like, you're never not some kind of smelling coffee in London. <laughs> um, what else? I remember. Oh, weirdly, the it was the worst was because I ha- I was too early pregnant to tell anyone, even my closest friends. And we went out to watch a film in Peckham, and um, the smells I would normally love of Peckham were ruining. Oh God, me. yeah, okay. okay. Nail salons, that chemical acrid smell, which. I, just it's one of South East London's smells I love it do you know what I mean (laughs) petrol bins like all the kind of like the busy smells of lots of people all together and then they chose we we went and I couldn't say why I didn't want to go but for dinner in KFC and the smell of fried chicken which again is like a glorious <laughs> but whoa I couldn't yeah it was really hard going that I remember being in um, Borough Market once and, yeah. um, and there's Cup of Cassine who do these amazing grilled cheese sandwiches and um, like well they used to do reclaim I'm not sure they still do okay but the smell of grilled cheese oh. did me in like, it's all like, this, it's some horrible. of these smells are like objectively the fittest smells oh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but it must I wonder why your body does that so funny steer you towards some things and away from others well, this is, um, I thought maybe it's like it's like anything that's potentially dangerous but yeah, um, but yeah. then you know I mean I don't know no I've got a friend who craved cigarettes <laughs> really yeah oh, it's my, my favourite thing is that she when she she doesn't smoke didn't smoke she didn't talk she didn't meet the craving but of all the pregnancy <laughs> cravings that's my favourite one I've ever heard I've never heard of I, cra- I craved really bloody steak which you're obviously on the banned list to have but I just snuck to France where they're absolutely happy to give a pregnant lady a bloody steak well, this is it, not again it? and again I met I had one holiday in France and had the time of my fucking life <laughs> <laughs> I had a steak every day and some small glasses of red wine with no judgement um, lovely wow okay so that's so interesting and then yeah and then oh Oh, I absolutely love it. And then it's just been strength to strength to strength to strength since then. Yeah, I mean... A whirlwind. Um, so I just got my mouth full of things. So I'd always Sorry. tried to get into, like, free journalism. Yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, it's quite kind of, you know, difficult to, to get into. And, yeah. Um, so I was doing, like, my social media stuff. Mm. And... Um, and then when... Um, after George Floyd got um, murdered, I, I was just, mm. like, a bit... I was really like pissed off. You had always like kind of like hand wringing and yeah. everyone going, "Oh God, it's really bad." And it's like fuck off. Like like the, the symptoms of this have been around for a long time, and yeah. now you're just choosing to to acknowledge it because it's staring you right in the face. Yeah. And um and I just sort of like started to try to uplift you know people kind of um like black um people in food and stuff like that. Right. Um and just sort of people in color, people um sort of chefs of color, yeah. of color and, and um. 
And then BBC Good Food got in touch and they were, you know, sort of held their hands up and they were like, mm-hmm. yeah, we need to sort our lives out. Like our mm-hmm. representation is really awful. And, um, and I hadn't read um, a copy of the magazine for a long time, so I bought it. Mm. And I think there was one like brown person, that sort of South Asian person, but that was it. Everyone else was white. And I was like, yeah, fucking hell, you do. You do have a bit of a problem. Yeah. Um, but I was, like, I, don't, I was like, I don't know if this is just going to be tokenistic. So I had to really think about it for, right. for like, whether I was going to do it. Because they said about doing a column. Um, and the guy I spoke to, Keith, he used to work on the mirror as well. So I dad's like Keith. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not the same one, is it? No, he absolutely has never worked in journalism okay. ever. No, unless you've met him in a pub in Swanage, it okay. won't be the right key or the Ladbrokes. Um, yeah, so I said yes, and and then just like I, I you know, like now, um, yeah, like I do. I've done like a lot more writing, and a lot of it was just kind of cathartic. It was just yeah. talking because I had so much stuff that I, I I'd been kind of sitting on, yeah, um, just frustrations and. Um, yeah and then recipe writing and stuff and this is what kind of annoys me about the way that this the world works right like you know I haven't changed as a person I'm no. exactly the same person and yet now I've been given all these opportunities and and like you know like doing all right with them because it's kind of you know like it's 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 sort of things are still going going well and you, you kind of think like how many other people are just not being given the opportunities because their face yeah. doesn't fit yeah and um and because people, I think people are lazy and, and they just want to continue doing the same old shit. And actually, well, and they're terrified of risks, I think, in yeah. both our industries. There's a lot of like fear of change and new mm. and, and um, edgy is such a gross word, but it is like anyone that might like push the envelope a little bit, like, yeah, especially. Well, I don't know. No, go on, say it. Well, it's also like, look what you, look what Channel 4 used, it's a classic example. It's like Channel 4 used to be like, the whole point was it was subversive and ter- and now there isn't any channel, really. Maybe Vice, but even then, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's so niche. I mean, yes, what is, yes, what's yes. every, oh, I don't know. People are ter- terrified of taking risks. And I think the pandemic will have made that worse. But what are they getting Especially paid in comedy. For? Do you know what I mean? like, like you get that thing, they call it aging headliner syndrome. And they think that's from music, like from big festivals where you're like, because of the pandemic and because of people's exposure, you won't have had the chance for people to come through in the way that they would have done usually when coming through would historically have depended on doing things live, working in a restaurant, yes, okay. performing stand-up in a place, doing a gig at a festival music-wise. Like, so that stuff, although, as we were saying, I think before we started recording, the internet has democratised that a little bit. And you, you have instead seen the rise of people who've made their way via TikTok yes. or whatever. Um, and that and about I still think those that kind of even TikTok versus Instagram there's a generation that are not engaging mm, with that mm, mm. that's a and so there's going to be a chasm there in terms mm. of who knows what's going on I you know I'm I feel like too old a lady I, I felt like I was on this is I was like this is the beginning of the end when I and during <laughs> lockdown so I'd written about the fourth note like to do list like learn learn a TikTok <laughs> I was like oh for fuck's sake <laughs> oh dear I'm in my tongue Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I think I'd love to know about eating growing up, if you're up for going into that. Yeah, I mean... Like food's always been uh, like a, a massive part of my my life. Like my so my dad's from Jamaica, my mum's from Malta. Oh, wow. um, 
and um, my dad was in the Navy, so he travelled around quite a lot. Right. And, it, and, and like, I've always just described him as a magpie, right? So mm-hmm. he goes somewhere and he just, like, takes the food and just kind of, like... Like, my dad is really good at going to eat somewhere mm. and then being able to recreate the flavours. Like, he's got an amazing, amazing. palate. Um, oh, wow. Mm, right, so we really went to, like, impressive. Hoppers, you know, Hoppers in town. Um, no. Sri Lankan, um, Sri Lankan restaurant. Oh, I have heard about this. Mm. Amazing breakfasts. Yeah, I know. Is that, or that Dishoom? No. Well, Dishoom does great breakfast, but I thought... Hoppers do good I breakfast? Thought, I thought that... Isn't there a Sri Lankan breakfast called Hoppers? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah like, um, as in the bowls. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so they, they do do Hoppers. Right. Um... Like, like both, I think, because you get a string of hoppers and then like hoppers. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what, what the bowl ones are called. Yeah, um, they've got this dish called it's like a bone marrow barrack bowl, and it's um, mm. it's just like two sort of big chunks of um, bone marrow, and um, you know, it's like amazing sauce. My dad like was like, I want to try and make this, and um, and it sort of annoys me because I'm like, just enjoy it, but then he like wants to go and do yeah, it, yeah, and, yeah. and then he pretty much got it bang on, and um, I was like, that's quite impressive. Oh, that's so really impressive. Um, God, that's such a great. I love that. Like it, tra- there's he's held on to that like curiosity of childhood and that's yeah, really impressive like yeah, I true, had to have a word true. with myself the other day my son for his birthday just got these like racing cups they're like plastic cups that you stack and then you put you can like unstack them really quickly and there's like experts that do it really amazingly it's really quite fast for like a five year old and then it was like I'm going to do ten and then I'm going to teach you how to do it and I was like no I'm up for watching you do it and he went if you're not going to learn now when are you ever going to learn? And he's having to really give me it. And I was like, yeah, I did need a bit of a talking to actually, because I just frankly couldn't be asked. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> and they just want to interact with stuff, don't they? they well, this is it. And it's like, I cannot understand why I wouldn't then want to go at it. Yeah. Like, if you, you know, so, well, because I'm, I am actually trying to do some emails. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I love the idea of, yeah, that magpie, magpie dad. Mm. Oh, that's brilliant. I, re- I really... Um, I've recently spoke to someone who'd just been on holiday to Malta, which I think a lot of people have just done because um, it was on the green list for a bit longer than everywhere else. So everybody sneaked for a holiday to Malta and learned about this almond cakey biscuit thing, a famous Malta. What's it called? Um, it's got a put in it. Has it got a pee in it? <laughs> well, I mean, there's, there's pastitsy, but yeah. that's not, but, that, but no. that's different. It's, um, I can't remember. I can message my parents. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, because yeah, because almond cakes like an, yeah. and it's got and and one big almond in the yes, middle. It seems yes. to puff up around yeah, 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 it. Yeah, yeah, because it's like made with egg whites and stuff. Oh, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So is it like a bit jaffa cakey in the sense there's a slight contention over whether it's a biscuit or a cake? Um, no, I don't think they care that much to be honest. Fine. Yeah, I, don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think they're dicks about it like we are. <laughs> <laughs> like you ever got upset at McBitties once? <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I basically so so that, that we're always like you know cooking and yeah. stuff. Like I, I remember I love it. some Friday nights it would be like burger chips and um and beans night and it would yeah. always give me indigestion mm. and um and yeah like it, i just crave that kind of yeah. you know that kind of boring stuff mm. like uh, they're never like they're always cooking from scratch apart from i remember do you remember chicken tonight yeah um was it called chicken tonight was it called yeah there's the advert like i feel like chicken tonight but it was actually wasn't it just like a white mushroom sauce or something they're, they're different ones yeah so they, oh, so i see got, it definitely was it was a jar of Really nice creamy sauce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So one was like a mustardy cream yeah, sauce. Yeah, yeah. So I remember yeah. they like that. That was you know, wow. Okay, you're buying something. Um, Someone else has made. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and that was it, really. Like so, yeah. So food was always just 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 there, and oh. um, and then when I went to uni, I started kind of experimenting a bit more. So, so I, I I cooked. Um, Sometimes at home, or like my dad wouldn't really let, let me help, and um, right. and I'm like that now. Like I don't. I, I oh, like funny. to like, like like to crack on. Um, and yeah, like I think so at uni, I, and I had loads of like I like messed things up a lot. And then uh, when I went back to Weymouth to go and work after uni, um, like I'd get people round. Like I'd always put on sort of like have like big things of like curry goat, and oh, nice. um, which was quite nice. And because I, I did a bit of foraging, so we we're talking about foraging, Great, yeah. In, in, um, and um, and like there's this thing called sea beet did you come across that no well, so if like, I did I've forgotten it so it's like I think it is like historically um, linked to beetroot but it's like it's just this green leaf that like you can oh, it's like yeah. quite robust but like you can yeah. use it like spinach I remember going like going 
doing a bit of foraging and getting that into the food and stuff. And, and I think like that because really, when I was on a local paper, like Dorset, like the whole kind of like farm to table kind of yeah. movement was starting. Like provenance was really there, important. Yeah. And um, and so I, and I was writing about like a lot about food. Like I had a food column um, for the Dorset Echo, and would like um, <laughs> just go out in my car. Obviously yeah. before sat nav, just get lost all the time. Yeah, back when you had to print out an AA route yes, 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 I would yes, print yes. them out, and then you'd literally have to pull over and read it every <laughs> yes. like third steps. That's like me on my bike now. Yes, yes. Yeah, my just, yeah. I, have to, I, can't remember, I don't know I can't what to do with that sat nav. I know there's so many people. I remember people when sat navs first started be a thing, especially in comedy. There'd be lots of like older guys who'd be like, "No, they're ruining your sense of direction." We, you know, in the same way, mobile phones mean all, we won't remember any phone numbers anymore. No, no, no. You're not using your brain. And I was like, "Well, I think." I never had a sense of direction <laughs> so I'm just seeing it as freeing my brain up and also driving a lot more safely <laughs> than when I was like, always like peering down at some actual paper maps do you cycle everywhere? I, it's a really new thing and I'm uh-huh. real as you talked about being a scaredy cat I will you should witness me cycling. I came most of the way here on pavements. If I need to turn right, I mainly just pull over and wait to cross like a pedestrian. Like I am absolute worst. Uh, yeah, I've got no... I'd rather be late than even mildly injured. I think the older I get, the less bold I get. So we are weirdly getting less and less prideful. I don't mind making a bleak tit at myself and I'll try anything these days. Like, you know, I had a go at netball last night as an adult. Mm. Never again. But I'm really glad I tried. <laughs> like, I was like, it's hilarious. Absolutely humiliating. But you've just got to own it mm-hmm. in the moment. Um, you sort of think you can, like, slip back into those things. Well, and actually, well, yeah, everyone yeah. else has just kind of carried on and got better. Yeah, yeah. And we realised, we're my gym, my gym have a team. I don't know why I'm telling you this. My gym have a team. And that was people who'd signed up and gone, yes, I played netball at school. I'd like to have another go. So I'm, I'm free of a weekday evening once a week. Nice to do something social. And, yeah, okay. And then they played their first game last week and I think they lost quite terribly. <laughs> and then a, sort of, it should have been a tell, but of the sort of 10 women signed up, five didn't even reply to messages about the following week. So they're, they were really short, and so my partner was meant to be going. She was like, Please, you know, could you fill one of the gaps? We can get a sitter. I was like, okay. I did. I do remember, vaguely remember enjoying it at school. And so most of us were standing. Some of us had never met. And then we got there and we played these women who we later found out we've been put in the wrong league. They're in the top <laughs> league. They play three nights a week. And, like, uh, they didn't find how bad we were funny. And actually, like, even by the end, the umpires were fucking annoyed. One of my team was goalkeeper. And every time she occasionally got the ball purely by accident, she tried to shoot into their net. <laughs> and she was hammered from a work stoom. Stank of booze. Like, we were an absolute fucking car crash <laughs> but I did sort of go to sleep giggling about it but I did have two netball related nightmares <laughs> yeah dear um, <laughs> is that the gym that you do the um, weightlifting yeah at? yeah yeah yeah. well some of it yeah it's a crossfit gym so you do sort of a bit of everything there but I'm learning Olympic weightlifting there and that's where I go most often yeah. oh, cool. but it's not we do, I do sort of I've started dabbling in strongman stuff because it's really mm, I saw the video that was amazing but that's like the closest place for that is in Deptford okay. and it's awesome it's called Commando Temple and happy to show Shout out to them. Brilliant. Didn't you come um, second? Oh, I did him one last weekend. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, absolutely bonkers. Um, but it's so funny. I've expected to maybe meet. I expected to go at a, an element of like fascination with humanity. You know, kind of anthropological. Like, I want to know who wants to get involved with this stuff. And you would so expect to meet these like swaggering machismo. You know, a lot of tech toxic masculinity is what I absolutely expected in that environment it, and I've just met the loveliest people you could ever meet Lovely. and so many especially women who I think probably weren't the women who felt confident or comfortable or welcome in lots of exercise environments that are aimed at women mm-hmm. and it's like we found this world where it's utterly functional like there is no no aesthetic element to this whatsoever. It's like, can you tug a bus across a car park or not? Like, and if you can't, everyone's like, well done, bro, you're trying. Like, and we got a t-shirt, you get a little plastic trophy. Like, it really, um, yeah, I, again, prideless venture, but fun. Food-wise, mm-hmm. do you think there's anything that you love that most people hate or that you hate that most people love? Oh, there's so many things. Oh, really? Um, what, isn't that actual food items? Or, yeah, I um, suppose just like eating experience-wise. And it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. Um, so, if, yeah, do you think you've got like a wonky, a wonky opinion on any major food stuff? Well, uh, no. 
there are like, you know, things like, like I, I'm, I'm not a massive fan of fine dining, for instance. Right. Okay. Um, oh, so interesting. Only because I like, I mean, I mean some, cause I, I was having a chat with someone the other day and they were like, oh, but what about this place? And I guess it depends. Like, I, I, I really hate that kind of like stuffy fine dining. Yeah, um, sure. Where, like, where you have to speak in hushed tones. Oh, God, um, fuck that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, when oh, everybody yeah, else in there's in chinos. Yes. And, yeah, yes. I know exactly what you mean. And, and like, like, in town, yeah. And, 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 I, and I think across the board, like, that kind of thing. Like, I, I really hate the way that in food, um, Michelin, the, like, Michelin stars or, like, Michelin guide gets used as um, a, a marker for what is good food and like mm-hmm. the best all that the best food right like oh you know it's no Michelin and it's like you know that that's like for me that's not the sort of food that like the, the, like there there are a lot of other places where you can go and get food that's been made with like a lot of love yeah that people have just been spending their entire life like honing like yeah. these dishes and um and it's not about like innovation yeah. and I think sometimes in food like innovation gets in the way of actual quality 100% um, yeah. or like you know taste and it's yeah. like just because something's new doesn't mean it's brilliant um, yeah or just, just because something hasn't been like a combination that hasn't been made before mm. maybe there's a reason for that you know <laughs> Um, yeah. and, and there's, there's a lot of like Emperor's New Clothes I think with mm. food and it's like oh and, and you know like I, do, doing what I do I get quite a lot of invites to go to, to things yeah. which, is, which is lovely and um, and beforehand like, I, I, I used to kind of try and take up a lot of them and now I'm just like actually I'm going to look at the menu mm. does it like does it excite me and I think yeah. a lot of them it's almost like just like swapping out this ingredient adding this one in and it's yeah. just like there's, there's no like excitement and I think oh there's, there's no soul and, and I want the soul in my food and, yeah. and um, um, I'm a bit funny about octopus um, because my auntie uh, my mum's sister in Malta my dad and my brother used to go and like hunt octopus mm. and then um, she cooked it once and she's like a notoriously bad cook oh and, god um, oh god and didn't prepare it properly oh no and um, and it was like she made it into some like sort of like with some pasta like in this tomato sauce and um my parents always made me finish my, my, my okay. brother and I finish our food and I remember them putting a Mars bar next to my plate as oh, like an incentive God. for me oh, to, to get God, through it. it's not a good sign then, is it? <laughs> it, it Edinburgh Fringe you can always tell you're in for a pretty rocky ride comedy wise if they're giving away free chocolate oh, on the really? way in or out yeah there was a year where lots of bad comedians had a th- like I don't think they realised no. they were doing it at the time but they would be like come and you'll get a cup of tea and three biscuits if you can sit through this com- compilation oh, show oh my like, God. yeah so the Mars bar by the side of the plate is like the most That's so it's funny. almost it's got a bit squid game, isn't it? Yeah. Like, there's a bit of a tell, isn't it? Yeah. That you're in for, well, yeah. ironically, octopus game. So was it just repulsive? It was awful. Yeah. And, and, and actually, they, they, they didn't make me finish it. Um, oh, wow. So, That's so, kind. Yeah, That's a yeah, kind it's like, twist. It's like, it's like the, the, the one time. And um, mm. I think they just gave up because it was just awful. Like, I know yeah. I always spend a long time eating. Like, I, yeah. I mean, for, for, for how much I like food now, when I was, yeah. they used to call me a hamster because I'd sit there and I'd chew food, but I wouldn't swallow it. So my cheeks just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And, um, and I, I took a long time to eat like yeah. a long time to eat, eat, eat my food and um and especially if they like if I, if I didn't like something so but I, I would literally be sitting at the table for hours like mm. when everyone else had gone just trying to you know oh, like trying to get, get through, through this play which is like it's just because like, now that I've got a, a, a child mm. I mean not, not that my partner would let me but I'd never you know like I say like try something if they don't like it and prefer, like, completely yeah, yeah. Enough, like, I don't understand this kind of yeah, like you must finish. I, I can understand from a waste waste point of view, exactly but just don't give it. it to them in the first place. If they yeah. don't like it, don't give it to them. Do you know yeah, I mean? you don't consistently give them something. Also, mm. I mean, yeah, you just try again in a bit. Just with yeah. patience. Yes. Just patience. Yeah. They might. We've all like turned into. There's all of us have experienced liking something later in life mm. that we didn't like as a kid, mm. or even you know, your palate changes, doesn't it? Yeah, you get older. It's about like I think I think being quite disconnected from food plays into that quite a lot because yeah. I think I, I like my first job was in delicatessen in Dorchester. Amazing. And um, and I hated like cheese. Like, like the idea of blue cheese was like my work. Like oh, my really? Yeah. And um and then like do you know Dorset blue vinegar cheese? Yeah. Lush. Um. So that was like that was like my gateway cheese, right? To, right. Because um, it would come in like the massive truckles mm. and. Um, and like handling at them over like weeks and weeks and weeks and just kind of like feeling it and mm. like I, I just grew to really respect it like you yeah. could kind of see the love and, and like, love the whole it. story of Dorset Beaver yeah. is incredible and um, and then I had like a little nibble and then yeah and then I was like actually I got to understand it so, so from something I, I hated yeah. um, and it's like I guess when you first smell it and it's almost mm-hmm. like a bit astringent like it's got that kind of yeah. sharpness um, but then you get used to it and you can like you can kind of appreciate its nuances and I, and yeah. I think having that connection with something like and I think people have said the same thing about olives right like you know mm. at first and, and 
then like you know objectively i think um maybe they are a bit like or some tastes are a bit weird but once you get to kind of know them and you kind yeah. of get to know their levels then you can you grow to like love them a bit more and i think and i think like with any sort of food for me if i can see how it's made or i have that connection which i guess like is like a privilege because I've, I've i've worked in, in food like in, yeah. in food journalism so i had access to a lot of different things and it really changed my whole outlook and i think um, like my daughter like really hated tomatoes yeah. and then we kind of grew tomatoes and stuff and then like, now she likes them yeah and, yeah yeah um, invested you know. in them and yeah and just like sort yeah. of seeing where it comes from and I think oh like even just the same in like cooking I think if she's there watching us and helping mm. us cook a dish then she's much more likely to eat it than if it's just something's presented to her yeah of course yeah oh, that 100% works if I can get my kid to get involved in the creation of a food whatever it is mm. He'll, de- he'll have it all. Yes. Yeah. Um, Is he a good eater, generally? I'm really like- lucky. Yeah, really, really lucky. Curious and perpetually hungry. Okay. So that okay. combination is a win-win for okay. me. Um, if anything, and I never thought I'd have to say this, I there, ha- there have come times, and I try and do the same thing where it's like, don't ever make me all up. Like, go, I, ha- I have to go... Um, have a, you know he'll be eating something and asking for the next thing and I'll be like can you take a breath and think do I feel full in tummy <laughs> and uh, you know he's like yeah there's and he's just got lot, like a phrase he'll be like no there's room in the tank there's room in the tank and it's and like this morning he has porridge with <laughs> he has big like bowl of porridge he's always he always has he helps himself to a yogurt before I'm up and then he had this big ass bowl of porridge with seeds and blueberries yum 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 but um for the so first for the surfer, yeah for the first time I have a big dollop of Biscoff I <laughs> <laughs> normally we have jam in there and um and he he had had half a mouthful and went can we have this again another day? and I was like yeah we can and I was like you're simply my son if like within seconds of that flavour hitting your mouth you're like I don't want this to be the only time I have this and I was like yeah okay yeah no That's no really worries cute. there that sort of connection to fullness but it also is connection to hunger it's that thing isn't it we're just in a we're it's also about how busy we are now I think well our lives are really hectic and you can take time out to cook and stuff but yeah the the actual process of sitting down and tasting the stuff and it's really hard I imagine it only gets harder when that's your job as well yeah like because you know I think it's it ends up being like there are times when I'm I'm just like there's just so much food here Mm. so um, if I'm if I'm testing recipes, um, you know, like, so some if, if if I've got like three recipes to to, to test to submit to somewhere, yeah, um, then I, I do them all at the same time. So then I'm, I'm, I'm lucky because we've got like we we get on really well with our neighbours. Great. Um, so will they so, test some for you? Yeah, and I, I, I just kind of like so I generally test like test it sort of myself, and then kind of give you know yeah. like, sort of we sort of share the food. Amazing. And um, and, and I like, use the freezer. Let me know lot. if that house ever becomes available. <laughs> <laughs> what an amazing touch for them to. Live next door to you that is awesome oh I love it um okay I'm gonna ask you some sort of um general silly questions okay five second rule yes or no yeah great that's quite a simple one (laughs) (laughs) um if there's no other option would you eat a person probably Mm. quite yeah yeah so I I mean you know I mean the thought makes me feel disgusting I I think I don't think humans taste very nice, do they? Unless they're maybe un- no unless idea. they were vegan, and um, and I think I had whale. Oh, ones. really? Yeah. Well, because I think because when when you're at the top of the food chain, mm. your body acts like a filter for all the shit oh, there, okay. everything else that you eat has been eaten, right? So right. I ate whale once, and I can still taste it in my mouth. Oh god! And that was about 15, 15 years ago. It was shocking, horrendous. It really? was horrendous, and um, oh, yeah. God. And I think probably humans probably taste like quite similar. Yeah. Oh. God, that's so interesting. By the way, do you want some breakfast pudding? Yes. Okay. What have you bought? I've gone to Espresso Cartel in Catford. Oh. Have you ever been there? No. It's a really good coffee place. Very, t- very titchy tiny. Do you want another drink, by the way? Uh, I'm fine, actually. Okay. I just have this water. Okay. But you make one if you want. No, I think one. I'm okay. Yeah. Okay. I've got a cinnamon and an almond croissant and a cinnamon bun. Yum. And a pasta bella. What do we do? Do we to um, uh, cut them in half? Okay, in half. Or you can just rip bits off and eat okay. them. I don't mind. I love an almond croissant. Yeah, I do. I did an almond croissant special episode of this. Did you? Yeah, tested about five with a no! comedian called Sunil Patel. Yeah. Do you want a plate? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm fine. Okay. I'm going to try this little custard. 
oh, I'm into the cinema. So this coffee shop is really lovely and it really reminds me of the coffee shop I worked in in Broccoli when I was a student mm. in terms of like the staff there have got really strong goldsmiths vibes <laughs> and they're really lovely, <laughs> really chatty, really eccentric, really creative. Really Very cool. Fun. Yeah. We should say maybe potentially too cool, but I'm of an age now where I couldn't give a shit. Like, I don't feel at all intimidated. And they do a really lovely thing where I think they, I I was sat there with a another guy who'd ordered ordered a coffee a couple of days ago, and um, they were talking about somebody who comes in, and I could tell it it was someone I knew from what they were saying. And it transpired that they identify all the regular customers in there with like a couple of adjectives and then the coffee they order. And me and this other customer were like, oh my God, are you hearing this? And he was like, yeah, I'm hearing this. And he was like, basically we're all two adjectives. And I was like, I am sweaty, fresh off the school run, black Americano. And he was like, yeah, there's no way on earth that I am not like um, keen dad, like Chino, boomer dad. Who's like, yeah, and we were like, oh God. Yeah, so it made me fall for the place a little bit. I've got... Yeah. Um, mm. What's the story behind your surname? Mm. Foster Q. Mm. It's boring. It's Anglo-Saxon. And it just means strong shield or strong sword. Wow. Oh, that was in skew. Yeah. It's just skew the sword bit. No, I don't. Oh. I don't know. Fort will be strong, mm. but other than that, I don't know what the rest of it is. And when I was like, strong shield and strong sword sound a bit contradictory, but apparently a shield would have been used as much as a weapon as for defence. Yeah, okay. In those, well, yeah. yeah, okay. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a pretty yawly English okay. name. Okay, okay. Mmm, delicious. I don't know if you drink, but if you do, hangover, what are you having to eat? Uh, um, I would try to um, be good and bad at the same time. So I'll try to have like some sort of smoothie or something, right. and then um, something like maybe like a sort of a, a, like full English, but not not too fried. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I love a hash brown. Oh god, um, I love a hash brown. Talk so me good. through your dream hash brown situation. Um, the bought ones. Yeah. So I used to work at McDonald's, right? When I was oh um, my. God, that's my favourite hash brown. It was so good. And I'd never had one. And um, and, oh. and it was when I went to school, right? So yeah. well, it was boarding school. So obviously, and they used to have like a, a full English as, a, as an option. And they would ask pupils what they wanted, like in their breakfast. And pe- yeah. people always said hash browns. And I was like, what are these hash browns? And, um, and everyone would be like, the potatoes. Like, there must be something more to them. Got a job at McDonald's and yeah. it's the first hash brown I ever had. And then I went mad. And so I'd get them because I think they're best like straight out of the fryer. Yeah, right? it's, they need to be burning you a little yes, bit. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too hot to eat. Yeah. And it's all going to persist. <laughs> and um, and I'd put them in everything, like in kind of bacon rolls and yes. stuff like that and just experiment. Um, but to be honest, I, I'm happy with um, with uh, the, the bought ones. Like I, I, I yeah. wouldn't bother cooking them. There's a tiny, little, there's an oniony element to a bought one that I've never, never, never had recreated created by a homemade one have you tried to make them I'm a long, long time ago, and I probably, if I'm honest, it would be more like a roshti or something that's similar-ish. Okay. Like okay. same ingredients, could totally different mash, like way of being mushed together, and never deep fried one myself. Okay, and they do need, they sort of need that to have happened to them, unless they're a pre-fried made one that you're yes. often baking from yes. a big bag. Yes, and, and um, I grill them, and yeah. I don't, I don't put them in the oven. Okay, <gasps> are they tasteable like waffles? Oh, I don't. I haven't done them in the actual toaster, probably. Okay. But then, birds like waffles. Yeah, turn it up to six. Yeah, two beeps. Yeah, heaven and, and really good, um, quick dinner. Yeah, um, so good. Really microwave healthy. some beans on top yes. of that. I never microwave. Kate always microwaves beans. Oh, I always no. do them on the hob. Do you? Yeah. On them? Oh, it's a bit less washing up. Yeah, yeah. It's lazy, but I feel like beans is quite a sturdy item that can take any kind of cooking. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, and what, then what maybe a bit of cheddar. Oh, beans. Um, so what? So the uh, beans and waffles. Beans, waffles, beans, and then cheese. You could put nooch n- that nooch stuff on it if you were cheese avoiding. Oh, the um, nutritional yeast. Yeah, okay. Umami. <laughs> a bit of funk. It's one of the few places I don't mind. I think like a t- <laughs> there's a time and a place for nutritional yeast. <laughs> And one of them is on top of beans, on top of... Oh, waffles. I thought you were going to make a, some sort of comparison to, like, bodily... No, it's like outbreaks. dandruff, isn't it? But I don't mind it. It's like Marmite Flakes. Yeah, have you, have you made, um, have you made um, pesto with it? No. Oh, so, yeah, so it's <gasps> as a cheese nice. replacement and it works really well. It's really oh, easy. Oh, lovely. Sorry, but I'm getting more of this... Um, Please get in. more of that. So I'm going to try that almond croissant. That's so funny what you said about the almond croissant, because I, I did... Um, um, I went through a stage of having almond croissant all the time, and then yeah. I was... Um, 
going to I'm saying that I should do like a, a thing about almond croissant because mm. um, some of them are really good and some of them are awful there was a place so, close to us that, that is no longer mm-hmm. and as I know I found out it closed like a couple of days ago and their croissant I mean obviously they didn't make them mm. but they were awful like no, oh, no, no. trace of, of almond in them no mm. my favourite ones in South East London uh-huh. are Le Delice and Lady Well a French place on the corner mm. by Lady Well Station. Mm. They're fucking okay, lovely. Lush. lovely. And I feel like they there's an even bake, whereas there are other places where it can be amazing, but it's hit and miss. Um, yeah, they know what they're doing with the Norman Croissant in there. These are nice, though. They've yeah, they're good. Um, it's quite pastry heavy. It's quite doughy pastry, mm. isn't it? But I'm into it. But do you notice as well with them, um, like in winter, mm-hmm. I think um, like a croissant needs to be warmed because I think because yes. of the butter, it goes really hard. Yes. Such a good shout. Um, is there anything that you think demands to be eaten in a particularly ritualistic way? Like people are funny about their cabbage cream eggs is a classic example. Um, so do you know balsam? Uh, hang on, I've got some. Oh my gosh. Um, anything that's got like a chocolatey fringe. Um, fringe? Yeah. Like, oh, those biscuits! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so these like chocolate nibs, right? So I always chocolate eat. Um, I always... did a brilliant rip off of these. I did they? Yeah, oh, that's absolutely good. nailed it. And you know, um, you know, in M and S, the extremely chocolatey biscuits. Yes, I've had those. Yes. Basically, ninety yes, percent yes, chocolate. Yes, yes. Um, a, a little of absolute fucking nailed it. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, great. Okay. So, so I, like to, I like to. I like to like like that that fringe. Oh, upside down. Been nibbled. Oh, lovely. Oh, you Isn't just it? take the fringe off. Yes. And then eat it. Yes. Yeah. And the same one. with like a Twix. So Twix, um, I um, would take the caramel off and, uh, and then I'd nibble um, around the biscuit. Wow, biscuit um, last. Yeah. Naked biscuit yeah. last. Yeah. I'm, I'm afraid I work back to front from you. So you have the biscuit first. Get rid of that biscuit and then roll the caramel into a bought an orb <laughs> like a gobstopper. <laughs> A chocolatey, caramelly gob, gobstopper. And do you bite it or pop it all in? It depends how busy I am. If I've got time to put it in as a wanna but suck it, <laughs> life is good. <laughs> so, yeah. you, so you don't nibble any chocolate off separately? No, no, nibble the chocolate first, just off the biscuit trim, then nibble the biscuit. Okay. Probably aesthetically the favourite moment, really, like a like a rabbit along a carrot in a cartoon along yes, the biscuit yes, base. Yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then you're left with just a chocolate, a thin chocolate-coated bit of caramel. And my mum's, one of my mum's, like, best friends of the old, Judy Lungness, taught me that as a child. Yeah, it was quite an important lesson from her. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I might try that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, I feel very proud if I end up swaying your (laughs) twin-sitting behaviours. Yeah, but what would you sound like if you said it now in a big boy voice? Yeah, pretty cool. Dinosaurs come back and they're fucking livid about what we've done with the place. Um, We've ruined it and they're out for a revenge. They find the government's secret laser stash and they use it to blow us up city by city. Dinosaur laser death. It's an apocalypse. They've agreed to stop it and live in the big famous fictional park that we've made for them in a derelict Hollywood film studio but only if you and weirdly it does have to be you agree to play netball oh god you can tell I wrote this one I'm still quite triggered <laughs> for three hours as an adult in the rain against a team much better than you so that you're never not running around for nothing really just hopeless slippy rainy crying um, it sounds impossible but you do it you're a hero and you've netball saved us from extinction mm-hmm. thank you so much your reward is the adulation of all people for all time for being an absolute motherfucker legend uh, and, a, and a, a, a deity um, but your reward in the moment and bearing in mind just starving because your hands and mouth were so busy with the netball it's a feast of your dreams uh, it's the opposite of a last meal <laughs> in the sense that nothing has to be possible it's a fantasy and also you're the happiest and the hungriest that you can ever imagine okay. being what I'd love to know it? what you'd eat and then if if you if there's also what you drink and who with and where you're allowed those okay. three components okay if um, this is like more of a visualised scenario okay so I would have because I, I would um, okay I mean because this is a question that I think the answer to it changes quite a lot but well, I was going to say another caveat I often give because I think this question can induce panic and it would in me is that me and everybody listening to this fully understand this is your only your answer now yes, and yes, were yes, I to yes, ask yes. you in 20 minutes even you know mm-hmm. even 10 minutes you might mm-hmm. give a totally different answer mm-hmm. so this is just your answer in this moment now. yeah okay um, so I'd probably have um, 
Um, Kate would be there. Our friends Claire and Harriet, because especially Harriet, Claire's a vegetarian, but yeah. her, um, but Harriet <laughs> is up for trying lots of yeah. different food. So I, I, I'd need people um, strategically to be able to have lots of um, to like help me through because I'll probably right. want a big spread and I'll, yes. I'll be able to like eat a bit, a few different bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like can April Winfrey come? Yeah, yeah, Wait. yeah. Okay. It's a fantasy. Okay, so she's she come. Yeah, um, and <laughs> who else? Can April Winfrey come? Really enjoyed that. Can you, Just can enjoyed you, that. Yeah. I'm not sure she's me. been invited before, so it's lovely to hear. Nice to hear it. Um, and then I, I'm going to carry on. I'm going to start with the food now. And if anyone yeah. else comes to mind who I'd like to be Fine. there. Um, um, and then I would have a nice bit of beef, um, mm. a nice bit of steak. I've got a bit of steak. Shall I show you? So yeah. This is the recipe that I'm doing. Oh my God, look at um, that guy. Look at that guy. So this is like, I'm wow. really excited about this. God, your Instagram makes me drool more than anyone else's. I'm not just saying that. Look at that. It's basically like, it's a, it's a kind of um, a dry brine on this bit of beef. So this wow. is like, a, it's been aged for 60 days, this bit of beef. Oh so God. it's like smoked butter and loads of smoked garlic oh with loads of thyme God. and loads of salt. So it's been there overnight. And actually, the reason I'm taking it out is because this is for a recipe I'm doing for someone. Oh, wow. So something like this, a bit of beef on the um, on the bone. Can I take a picture of that? Yeah, of course you can. Jesus. Um, and then... Um, and a bit of fried chicken. Um, some nice. scallops. Um, how my dad makes scallops. Because he gets that nice bit of caramelisation. They're lovely. And then... Oh, I love it. Um, really, that scallops of brown butter. Um mm. And then, like some nice broccoli. Love, oh. love a bit of broccoli. Yes. Um, some really good chips. Really good chips that have been mm. like boiled, like pre-boiled to mm. the point where they're kind of like you think they're like you fucked it up. Like they've gone too much, and um, and then crisped up. Um, and then I'd probably have ice cream for pudding because I Yum. love ice cream. Yeah. Um, and I, I like my ice cream. Um, like, like, I, I, I like it where it's like something, like, I, I don't know, like you get like, um, like Hong Kong, like, um, milk tea ice cream. Oh, or something nice. Like that. Okay. Yeah. I also like a bit of texture in my ice cream, if okay. possible. Um, and what am I drinking? Like, some, probably like some sort of craft, craft beer. Yum, um, yum. With like, sort of like, low, like, kind of, you know, I think I'm quite sulfite sensitive. Okay. I think. I think. Um, because I think I get a bit of a funny head, even though I, I, I do know it's in everything, but like, yeah. I, I find like that being a, dick like i okay. find that if i have like a more of a kind of like like natural wine yeah i think i get less of a headache yeah i don't know if that's a controversial thing to say because i think some people think it's bollocks but i, I haven't got a fucking clue mate you've got I, no I, judgment here i don't know it's like <laughs> the old guys like, you know you're kind of really resistant yeah. to change um and and yeah or maybe i'll start off like a, like a little like a bit of bubbles like a, okay like, nice like, yeah like, 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 or something lovely um and that would be nice. And then we would start oh, wow. eating probably at about five o'clock so Ooh, that I can be in bed by half nine later. Oh my God, this is the feast of my dreams. <laughs> that bit was the real fucking cherry on it for me. Oh yes. Well, you've absolutely smashed it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thanks for doing this. Oh God, not at all. Not at all. Thanks for having me. What a lovely episode. Um, follow Melissa on Instagram at Fowl, as in the bird, F-O-W-L, Mouths Food, one word, no gaps. She's writing a bloody book, a delicious recipe one. Follow her on Instagram and you'll hear more about that. And then you'll just see it. there's loads of delicious recipes on there all the time. There's some business with waffles and fried chicken recently. Oh my God. And also links to her writing. She writes beautifully about eating. Hmm. Um, uh, follow the podcast as well at the Hoovering Pod um, on social media, Instagram and uh, Facebook if that's your bag and definitely on Twitter follow me too if you like seeing tweets about Wordle at Jessica Foster Q feel free to support feel free to support podcast I've had to say feel free to support the podcast for so many times now that I've just mingled it up into one portmanteau phrase is that a thing? Feel free to support the podcast. Smot podcast the podcast. Feel free to support the podcast with five star reviews and recommendations, or with actual money on Patreon. Links to those things and to everything else that Melissa and I said that was interesting are, as ever, in the podcast notes. If you'd like to contact me by email, via, by a or via email. <laughs> 
it's not my day, is it? Um, if you want to send me anything longer than a tweet, you can do it through my website. If you want to buy tickets to see me do stand-up, you can also do that through my website. It's jessicafosterq.com. Huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Thanks to you, mainly, for listening and telling other people about it. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until a fortnight's time, happy hoovering. 